0: We are joining ourselves today to another... Did I say joining (laughs) ourselves? We're here to do our second part of the Metallica. Part two. Yeah.
1: Brought my Metallica again.
0: And represent. I still need to up myself up on that. That's okay. We have time. It's all good. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. good. I'm doing a lot better. Doing a lot better. Yeah. We had a nice little incident at work uh, yesterday (laughs) that you had a little privy to that, but... Apparently, they're doing some renovations to one of the side rooms we used to call the dungeon. Well, they completely scrapped that all out, and they decided that they're going to remodel that and make it a showroom type thing. Well, they're doing an epoxy on the floor, and um, the epoxy part wasn't bad. The resin part you have to put on the epoxy wasn't bad. But when they put the hardener on, they decided to do the whole thing at once, and it completely filled up the entire warehouse with god-awful fumes i couldn't breathe man gave me a headache made me nauseous you and i was home. like couldn't even work i'm out of here I, I i can't do this <laughs> no i mean seriously all <laughs> jokes
1: aside it was it was rough man i mean i walked through a couple times and i was like i felt lightheaded and yeah.
0: uh it wasn't safe <laughs> it, was, it was not a good thing at all like <laughs> i'm really surprised they didn't just shut it down yeah <laughs> But we're good. Go, but we're good. I'm alive. We're good. we're good. I'm good. I was a little high when I got home yesterday, but I'll chalk it up to good good times. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah. Metallica part two. Uh, we were a little long-winded in our first Metallica. It was our second podcast. Cut us a
1: break. <laughs> <laughs> got to cut a little slack.
0: Well, <laughs> yeah. Um, the reason why we had so much time in between is because we wanted a little bit of feedback and stuff on it, but... As we've uh, learned and kind of had the idea of, you know, starting up a podcast, YouTube channel, what have you, it's a slow process. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we honestly haven't got that much feedback on it. So, But we didn't want to go too long without having a second part to it. Right. So right. We definitely wanted to right. kick back on it. So stuff's still fresh with us, even yeah. though it's been a few months. No, but we, we, focused, we, we <laughs> focused the
1: first 20. Now
0: let's let's focus on the future 20. Right. Right. And then I'm sure there'll probably
1: be another 20 after that. <laughs> if that happens, oh, God really. bless them. I mean, the Rolling Stones are at that point now. Right. Why can't we be at that point?
0: Well, it's kind of hard to They're think They're playing
1: rockers. God, you know how weird that's going to be if they were? It's like, ugh. <laughs> at that point, just give up. Right. But anyway.
0: Yeah, I'll never forget you telling me about going to Metallica the uh, last time they came through in Cleveland. Yeah,
1: uh, February of 2019. I was so jealous. He, I was so jealous. I felt bad. I, If I would have known maybe what I know now, <laughs> I would have been like, baby, I love you. Can I take Ron instead? No, she would have killed me. No, no, no. She would have killed me. No. Right, right, right. But maybe let's be hopeful, maybe in a year yeah. or so, because they're still at the top of their game. Because I told you that was right. the fourth time I saw them, and, and that was the best I saw of them yeah that yeah, was it was just it was wonderful i
0: mean just seeing what they're doing with, with their their live streams and stuff sure. like that. i mean the guys look great
1: i mean they do um you'll learn further
0: down the road yeah. james came out of uh rehab and looks way better than he did when he when they recorded their snm2
1: live By far thing. it was night and day just looking the enough. guy needed the guy needed a little help and yeah it looks like he got it but
0: well, all right let's take it let's go all the way back yeah. to uh 2000 <laughs> In the year two thousand, Y two K, <laughs> Y two Yeah, when all the computers were suddenly going to burst <laughs> on fire and everybody's going to die at the stroke of midnight. Did, <laughs> were you worried about that though? The year no. two thousand, uh, dude. I was like, what? <laughs> I was about to turn fifteen. But I was you, like, why? Why? What's up with Y two K? I don't get it. All right. Yeah, but we did have friends of the family that were like bunkering down. Oh God,
1: everyone was that I knew. Yeah, I yeah. <laughs> and you just disappeared at that point.
0: Speaking of which, uh, two thousand <laughs> leads us to Metallica releasing a song for the Mission Impossible soundtrack called "I Disappear," and I'm not going to lie, the song is a banger.
1: I, I agree. I love I, that I, song. I haven't listened to it in a long, long time. Yeah. But I agree. I do like it.
0: I mean, there's a lot of Metallica songs that I haven't necessarily heard in a long time, but
1: it comes on. And it had a cool music video. Like yeah. they were just out and outdoors and just mountains and just a lot of flashing Right. They were on so top cool. of a plateau. So awesome. <laughs> I mean it was it would like look like an action movie. Right. right. That's what they were trying to, you yeah. know, appease. So Yeah, that
0: was the gist of it. Yeah. Sure. So <laughs> after we got the little taste of Metallica again, um they kind of run into a little uh, brick wall, so to speak. But really, it wasn't just them; the whole music industry ran into a
1: giant wall of China. But but tell them how how they found, how this happened.
0: Um, Napster, Napster came about, and uh, so they
1: were they were just they turned on the radio one day and heard their song playing. They're like, "Uh, no one should have this." So, they tracked the source down. Oh, that's what you meant. <laughs> that's, what,
0: <laughs> that's okay.
1: Uh, I'm we're working. We're good. I completely heard that's okay, that know, differently. But you know what I mean. Yeah so, yeah. so, they end up hearing the song on the radio, and they had no idea how that happened. Right. Now, again, 2000, we don't have, like, this is just starting out. Mm. The whole MP3, the whole sharing. So, they had no idea how that came about. They heard on the radio. Well, they have connections. They're worth a lot of money. They could trace these things, find these things. And then they found it being, uh, it was from a peer-to-peer group. They found it from someone's computer. They investigated further, and then they found out that underground, there was this file-sharing program called Napster, which grew to this huge conglomerate at that point. Yeah. So, at that point, then, yeah, what happens next?
0: Oh, uh, they sue the shit out of <laughs> <after. laughs> Napster. Napster! <laughs> before we get into that, let's yeah, yeah. share a little bit of our own experience with Napster because sure. you know, we're both musicians. Yes. We both know how the game is played. Right. And we have mm-hmm. to kind of talk a little bit about how the music industry had changed at that point. And what I mean by that is, you know, when I was in high school and I first got into the whole file sharing thing, I went ham on that stuff. Oh, Dude, like there was so much. I didn't have a job at that time. I wasn't even of age. And I was in job. college,
1: and I'm like, I'm not working.
0: You know, I'm not Ron Swanson. I wasn't working at the age of six. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but like I was a fresh musician. Like I'm trying to eat up as much music as I can to challenge myself to learn songs. Of but. You know, I didn't see it as bad because I kind of related it to how uh, I would take blank cassettes and just throw them in the radio tape player, hit record, and pl- you hit know, I get record, my yeah. own playlist yeah. of songs off the radio. Right.
1: Whereas it would be the almost the same thing as burning a compact disc. Right. Yeah. But <laughs> burning a lot of compact Yes, and everyone getting a copy of it
0: well i remember like i didn't actually have access to a computer to do that myself we had one guy who was like an it nerd <laughs> in high school and literally we would all write down a list of songs <laughs> what do you guys want hand it to him yeah. he would download all of them and give it to us our own disc and he didn't charge us any money for it.
1: No, because he had all the songs on his Right, archive. exactly. <laughs>
0: That's how free that song was.
1: <laughs> so, Ron, what would you like? Oh, you want a you black album? Okay, cool. Let's go. Yeah.
0: That's the funny thing of it was, is I never went for any albums. I just had oh, no, certain just... songs, and I had, like, I think it was the first time ever they were able to cram, like... <clears throat> Forty to fifty songs on a CD, (laughs) right?
1: Oh yeah, the data CDs. Oh yeah, Yeah, loaded in the car. You're excited,
0: yeah. Well, yeah. Me and Paul both. When we got into college and stuff like that, you know, you ran into the whole thing where they'd post warning signs. Don't. Oh my god. Don't do this. You know, we have (laughs) software to track if you do this. (laughs) And of course, they ran stuff. They even prosecuted people. Oh yeah. That got nowhere, obviously. <clears throat> it's one of those things that grew to a certain point. You just couldn't stop it. It's still going on to this day. I don't know. Like, I personally have not done that since, like, I don't know, 2006, right. 7, something like that. But uh, I I just haven't heard much about it. I more hear about people downloading movies. right? You know, Instead like movies that haven't came out sure. yet, you know. That sort of thing.
1: No, I see what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, for me, I was like right at the height of that, of course. And uh now I had at this time, I probably had at least a couple Metallica albums. Mm-hmm. I had a good amount. I have I didn't have everything yet, but I was one of those people. Yeah. I mean, like <laughs> people on our dorm floor in college, they were downloading music left and right. I mean, I had a couple thousand songs at one point. I mean, I was thrilled to the will. But there was someone on my floor that got one of those notice from the university and we are all like, oh, damn, we're all screwed. Right. But nothing came about, at least at that point. But obviously, I have different a different view about that now. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, I'm you a know, broke college kid. I'm like, whatever, screw you guys. I want to go buy a CD. I go to Sam Goody and I'm like, it's like 20 bucks. And no that was part that. of the problem because the the music was really really expensive back. I mean, it's come down a little bit. Yeah, I mean, most of the time you had to blindly buy what you were. Yeah, going you out. couldn't listen to anything. You couldn't right. be like, oh, like you you know. Now we can go to you know streaming sites and be like, oh, let's preview this before I buy it. Right. You know, you didn't have that luxury, so it's like people didn't want to keep shelling out this kind of money for something they didn't know about. Or- I mean, the luxury
0: was there. It's just you didn't really want to hear it because they had like maybe four players in the whole thing and they were playing certain albums that you could sample. Right. And not only that, people would sit there and listen to a whole album. So they'd be on the headphones and stuff for an hour long almost. Right. And everybody's sharing headphones. I think that's kind of gross, but (laughs) (laughs) but you know, it just wasn't a great way to try and sample music. So you just had to blindly buy it and maybe you like two or three songs on the album.
1: I mean when Metallica made that announcement I was a l I was kind of concerned just because I had like I had all their albums on the computer. Right. And I had a majority of them on the CDs. But I'm like, what would they do? I'm like, would they really come after me and be like, I'm a fan of yours. I already paid for your music. I just think this was an easier way to put it on my computer so I don't have to keep uploading it and whatnot. Yeah. But now, I mean, I can talk about it a little later, but I think it's a little different. I don't know. Yeah. We've we we, we we've basically seen what has come about this.
0: Yeah. Just to wrap the Napster part yeah, up. so we can move along. The quality of music that we have now is a direct effect of the Napster Absolutely. and the file sharing thing. Yep. It's all become more about who who's going to bring in the most money for the record labels. And that's what you hear. You hear the same fucking people every year on the billboards every fucking year. <laughs> and there's obviously a lot it's of great music. great music, sure. Out there and it's easier to get your music up and out there. I got stuff up. I'm nobody. <laughs> you know, you're somebody. So, but I mean, it's just there's so much music coming at you now and the only big money's getting pushed behind is the same kind of fucking people. And of course a lot of it's rap stuff because all that money that was going to bands and stuff, now you only have to push money into one person. So that's more money for
1: the record labels. Oh, and they pretty management. much excluded rock music now. Yeah. Look at the really charts sad. now and they've pushed it off. Yeah. But, but that's times fun. times, are times be a change. Times have been changing. Yeah. <laughs> but all right, so
0: get in the whole Napster thing, you know. Money good. <laughs> Napster
1: bad. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> right here.
1: To conclude, rock on, Metallica fans. We'll see you on tour this summer. And you Napster users, we'll see you in jail getting gang raped. Money good, Napster bad. <laughs> right there. <laughs> but yeah, um. So the thing was is that they 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 got the lawsuit, they won, and then what ended up happening was that this this uh there was a German company called uh Bertelman BMG who bought the rights to Napster for 94 million dollars but the weird thing is I was I was looking I'm like okay maybe they got some of that compensation for the copyright infringement but I could not find that anywhere yeah and it was just basically that's what came about and then a a, a bankruptcy a bankruptcy judge in America was like ruled it and said no we're just they just threw it out that's, so I'm like hmm they just they blocked it they blocked that
0: I wonder if it was one of those things is like there's no way to kind of recuperate any no. of that. So. so they
1: basically just said for Napster to liquidate their assets. Yeah. And just put that disclaimer like, hey, if the artist does not want you to get this album or song or whatever, then they have the right to do it, but it has to be put up there.
0: Right. So they basically shut the door on Napster. And yeah. then you had all kinds of other places pop up because uh,
1: LimeWire, uh, Morpheus. Yeah, Morpheus. Everything. And then it just led to more viruses. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, uh, many, I could not even tell you. I mean, it, it killed my computer. I am not gonna lie. Oh, yeah, I was pissed. I took it in. I am like, just save my music. It was all gone.
0: <laughs> sure, it was music. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, yeah. So after this whole Napster thing, um, we run into another bassist problem in the band. Jason Newstead ends up quitting the band in two thousand one were um, obvious... I mean, I'm not going to say obvious because some people may be watching this and not know anything about Metallica. True. So, right. Uh, he basically left the band due to the fact that he wanted to branch out a little bit make his own album record or just make a different kind of music from what he was doing in Metallica. And, you know, James, in particularly from, like, the Some Kind of Monster thing that we'll get into in a minute, but, like, he didn't want... He didn't want to share his little Jason with the rest of the world. Basically, still doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, and you were saying he was having surgeries and so, stuff.
1: So something that I I did not know about Newstead. of course. Yeah, he was in the band for a long time. Uh, he picked up after where Cliff was. He was a huge fan of the band, right? absolutely amazing musician. Yeah. If you guys don't know who he is, I mean, check him out. He's not as popular as a lot of other musicians, but the way he, he plays and, and what he puts in day to oh, day, it's, yeah. it's incredible. Just
0: from the little, I mean, I'm not going to say little, he was with Metallica for about 15 years. Was yeah. He was with I mean, uh, he's, he's a legend.
1: Vovoid. Vovoid. Voivod. Voivod. Yeah. But the main thing was, it's like, yes, the, he wanted to work on an album. Mm-hmm. And like you said, when you're with, with your group of people, it could be a band, it could be anything. It's like, you guys want to do things that are different. You don't mm-hmm. want to do the same thing. He wanted to go that route. Jay, you know, Lars and James are probably two people that are difficult to work with, maybe, <laughs> because they're absolute perfectionists. And I'm not going to say anything bad, but yeah. it just kind of seems over time, it's like, Those two run the show. They are they are the you know the motor the caboose. Like they, it's their train. You ride it or you get off.
0: Well, I mean, even them two. I mean, they make it work, but you can definitely tell both of them have a hard time working with each other. Sometimes, (laughs) absolutely, we'll get to that in a minute. You know,
1: so it had to do with that. He was hazed and picked on and Mm. just abused to shit. I mean, there's so many videos online that just show him just getting screwed. Yeah. And it was part of the hazing and everything. It's like, and he he, you know, he showed them what he was made of. But I think it had to do with that. But then the crazy thing is it's like, okay, all the touring, all the playing, I mean, he he ended up having an addiction to painkillers, which I did not know. Mm-hmm. And at that point, it was like he had the addiction. He was, you know, he had a lot of surgery and um on both his arms and whatnot. But you know, he was able to overcome that. Right. But part of the reason he left was because of that because of not having enough focus because he's a full-time musician. He's yeah. not He's not a seasonal musician. So with the court shenanigans and things like that, he was like, I just need to do my music.
0: Yeah. We'll but, take a quick yeah. little break and we'll give you in Jason Newstand's own words why he left.
1: I had a proposition. That's how the meeting started. Let's just take one year off. Jason told us that he was not unhappy with the band. We
0: said, why? Don't you think that'd be cool and i can have their time and I can go and make... My Echo Brain Record. We said, we can't take time off. We have to start making an album.
1: So I said, okay, well, I'm not to step off. I'm walking.
0: All right, you heard it from the man himself.
1: Yes, Mr. Bass.
0: Yep. Shlappy to Bass. to Bass. <laughs> so, obviously, he felt restricted, and he wanted to branch out and just kind of get his own stuff out. So, he, uh... He goes on his own path away from the band, and um, the band.
1: There's missing bass player at this
0: point. They're rocked. He rocks their world essentially, and not in a good way. Um, The band enters into a recording space and start working on uh, what now is known as Saint Anger. And uh, snare. Hold yourselves in because this is going to be a little rough. A bumpy ride. So, uh, during this process, uh, they started doing the documentary filming for some kind of monster, which is kind of a... uh, It didn't come with St. Anger, but essentially it's one of those things that kind of went, you know, one with the other. The whole process of recording St. Anger, uh, all the deep dives of, you know, each band member's personal thing, and, of course, they're going through the whole... Breakup period with uh, Jason and it gets ugly. It really oh, it does. was.
1: You see what's in there. I mean, it, it, those guys had built up frustration mm-hmm. and issues that needed to be addressed. And oh, yeah. I think looking back, I think that helped them tremendously because over the years, we we see such respect between each of them. Yeah, which yeah. I can't. I can tell you, I didn't feel like I saw that. 20 years ago
0: right uh, they ended up bringing out a uh, a psychologist I think it's a psychologist I just call him a shrink all the time so <laughs> hey doc well they bring in Phil Tal I think his last name is pronounced Tal but um, he's a
1: he's uh, <laughs> like a, a life
0: a, coach <laughs> in a sense but he's he's a a performance enhancer For he he's worked with other bands um, I don't know what bands they didn't go into that but uh, he, as well as professional sports teams, and you know, as you're watching that documentary, uh, you you see he is helping the band, but you can also <laughs> see he's overstepping his bounds a lot. Yeah, with those
1: Hawaiian <laughs> shirts.
0: Oh yeah, that's an abuse <laughs> for everybody. <laughs> kidding. Talking about getting psychological with people, but you know, so. They're going through this, and basically, what they're what they're going for with Saint Anger is uh, they want to take it back, mainly in their like their mindset. They want to be like
1: the Garage Band, The garage. Once, yeah. they once were.
0: It's a Garage Band, but raw. It's if the Garage Band's Metallica. Yeah. So, yeah. um, I don't necessarily agree with that approach. Uh, I don't <laughs> think it turned out that well uh they
1: (laughs) you think
0: they went with producers
1: insert snare right here (laughs) that'll tell you enough of it here's
0: the thing with that (sighs) i think the snare was one of the most original things of that album
1: i think that snare was complete shit
0: it was but i'm saying (laughs) is like they were going it was a particular time in the music industry well yeah i'll say music industry but, you know, a lot of new sounds are coming up, and, you know, Metallica's starting to feel dated. True. So new metal is coming out. Yeah. Like they nixed the whole solo thing. Right, the, like, lo- the, the likes of Corn and Lincoln Park
1: and Deftones. I mean, those bands were pushing full forward at this point. I love that. I know. And I saw most of them. Shut up. Shut up. Gone. You old fucker.
0: But, uh so they're really trying to experiment with new things, and some of it works, and right. some of it doesn't. I think a lot of it had to do with uh Bob Rock producing that album. Now I can't say bad things about Bob Rock because you know he's bob rock he
1: He's the only one in my opinion that from Black Album, like he pushed those guys. Right, because those guys were like, we're good, we're good and everything, and we don't need any, you know, pointers. He's like, no, get your asses back in there.
0: Well, I mean, the thing with Bob Rock, and we'll get into it when we get into the Death Magnetic thing, but Bob Rock produced all their records since after Injustice for All, all the way up to Death Magnetic. And so they have a good track record with of Bob course. Rock. Of course. It, he obviously gets them, and,
1: you know, they, they work well. Together. And he, works, he worked with a lot of musicians as it is.
0: I mean, for crying out loud, they they gave us the black album you know and say what you will i know the the previous albums are works of art themselves but the black album is, is what shot them through the roof right you know
1: i think it's a work of art so
0: Shit. um it it's just it it kind of angers me haha saying anger that that was allowed right. to come out the way it did because I I just think at that point there's too many yes men, and the band was at a fragile state, right? You know, so maybe not giving your full honest opinion might break Metallica up, and there won't be a band anymore. <laughs> and everybody in that room's like you guys better get your shit together because we need to work. We got houses to pay for. We got families to feed. You know? (laughs) They're like, yeah, that was was fucking great. Yeah. That snare sounds awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Good, guys. We just did one take. Can we go home? Sure. Okay. (laughs) Shit. But yeah, it was... The only great thing I can say that came out of that is they found a new bass player, Robert Trujillo. Trujillo. That dude
1: is is a beast fucking the man.
0: Yeah. Of course, anytime you're going into a new member of a band, you're obviously suspicious of it. You're like, I don't know if this will work. Obvious reasons. They don't look like the other person did. They don't sound like the other person did most of the time. The only kind of thing that kind of just happened to work out in that kind of situation is when Joey left Slipknot and they brought in Jay Weinberg (laughs) Almost <laughs> the same height, same build. Yep. They play practically the same way. <laughs> Maybe the mask helps. I don't Maybe. Know. <laughs> it's a superpower. But, I mean, there's a lot to be said about St. and We don't want to go too far into Let's it. Let's not. There's to say that there was artistic liberties taken that I didn't agree with because I think they were trying too hard to sound modern. You know, Metallica is unique by themselves, and them trying to
1: be something they're
0: not yeah. is not going to work. It just it no. it was mm-hmm. it was not authentic. It was
1: crazy. But don't you, get me wrong. But you I'll have bring to, it up. In but our you have to order. give right. You have to absolutely, You have to give them credit. Yeah, I ha-
0: I have a song off Saint Anger on on our pecking order. So you know, I don't hate the album. Concerned, I am. So moving along. <laughs> MTV icon. The band gets their little M T V moment on the
1: icon series. I remember taping that on VHS. I did I definitely <laughs> in college, did that I had a well. little nineteen inch TV and I told my roommates, I'm like, No one has turned the T V on. I got a tape icon. <laughs> They're like, You're a weirdo.
0: At least that at least you they probably understood you I had to fight my parents because, you know, I was a yeah. freshman in high school and Yeah. you, you old for it. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. No, I think the best thing to come of that though Was the fact that Korn covered one And it was amazing It was very good It was so good I, I was a huge Corn fan That was probably my favorite band at the time You know, this is before Slipknot blew up in my mind But, uh, yeah, just hearing the combinations of the two bands I love and, You know, Metallica's one And they, they they basically did it the way it was supposed to be done But they had... The corn sound to it, you know what I mean? It was really well done. Maybe I'll put a little
1: snippet or something in here so you can go what what I'm talking about. I uh, was a, I was <laughs> very excited when Snoop Dogg came out. <laughs> he did a uh, Sad But True. That was so awesome. <laughs> he was... I'm sitting on my couch I wouldn't say awesome It was awesome but I'm sitting there He's like Hey Hey I'm like This is <laughs> hey, awesome Like, Hey
0: i thought. Oh, see, I'm your life. So I thought
1: he Not only he came out But I thought maybe like Kid Rock was gonna come out Really? Because he's got He's got that one I forget what the song is It's horrible But one of his songs Has the It's got the sad but true Beat in the background Oh yeah You know what I'm talking um, about? Yeah, I do. I can't think of the name of it. Call me cowboy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And so, you, so like, I thought maybe he'd come out to that. So I was really surprised. I just thought it was cool because I, I still didn't see many hip-hop artists that were, like, really into Metallica, even <laughs> though, like, there was this movie called Biker Boys that came out several years ago. The reason I'm giving the stupid pun is that- Was, that the,
0: was Ice Cube
1: in there? No, that was uh, Ja Rule. Oh. And the only reason I know this- Sorry, Cube. <laughs> <laughs> I love Ice Cube, but the only reason I know that is because I actually won tickets to go see Metallica. Fuck you! And I won them on the Buzzard. It was my, it was my o seven o eight show. two But my answer to get the to get the tickets was who was the famous rapper in that? And the person that called before said Snoop Dogg. and I, I was up next. It's like nah, let's draw ja rule. <laughs> and then I got the tickets. I was like, thanks. I never even saw that stupid movie, but I went. Right, that's awesome. But I, I like the fact that that like because I like Snoop, I I I really yeah, yeah, yeah. appreciate what he does. And I was like, for him to come out there, I thought that was such a cool moment. Yeah, Avril the bands were good. Don't get me wrong. Mm. He was really excited about Avril Lavigne. I fucking hated that so much. <laughs>
0: I can understand how she ended up with Chad Kroger now. <laughs> anyway, anyway. <laughs> This move on. Let, let that marinate yeah longer. let that a little
1: bit but all, all these bands paid respect to them it was, it was yeah. cool like it was a couple hours it was like mm-hmm. they all celebrated them and then they came out the end they kind of get a little snippet of was it St. Anger or was it? let me think no I think they played it frantic. frantic it was Frantic yep. yeah so that was cool yeah it was cool and it was like because they only did a couple of those shows I think they did one for Aerosmith I yeah they
0: had one for Janet Jackson nice um I don't remember any I think it you right. That. I think
1: it was Janet Aerosmith, something like that. But that was a big deal. Yeah. You know?
0: It was at the time. I mean, mm-hmm. MTV hadn't gone completely
1: TikTok the way re- did. You know, full reality show. I thought you were going to... I know that. you're <laughs> a simple jack. I didn't. I didn't do it. No, no, no. I didn't simple jack that one. It was close. <laughs> Got any tips? any tips? Yeah. But, yeah, yeah it, was a cool, it was a cool show. They all... They all show the respect, and and you know, obviously, I think that probably helped them in the process of what they're going through. Yeah, or at least, really, you know, kind of what I think it was more James, mm-hmm. but I'm sure it was collectively for everyone. Yeah,
0: I mean, definitely at the end of Saint uh, of them recording Saint Anger. I mean, they got their shit together. You know, they right. worked out all the the kinks and whatnot. And I'll make an analogy, kind of thing, of what I think from that point on is later, but. You definitely start seeing this seed grow for the band. I mean, it begins to blossom, so to speak. Right. So, you know, they tour the shit out of this album, and, I mean, they spend, what, three, four
1: years on the road. going on it? Excuse me. Which but, is kind of typical with them. You know, yeah, I kinda, mean, they kind of do band. like two years, kind of like a two year tour, and then they give them and they give themselves breaks in between for the family and everything. Well,
0: their but. tour cycle is the world, so <laughs> right, it's going to take some time. Yeah, like by else, the
1: time they've yeah. gone a full
0: revolution around, it's about time for them to do another one. Yeah, so true. I'm sure they do it like twice, and they're like, okay, we need to make <laughs> another album, <laughs> spend some time with our kids.
1: <laughs> you know, <laughs> <laughs> who's got time for that? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> kidding.
0: But, uh, yeah. So by 2008, they end up releasing Death Magnetic. It was produced by uh, famous producer Rick
1: Rubin. You mean the part time producer? Something like that. That guy just, man, he knows how to cash checks. I know, right? It's just like he shows up. He's like up, a lawyer. He's like, here, I'll be here for like maybe less than right? an hour. Just That's how me.
0: I feel like he works because, you know, we've already talked about him working with Slipknot and then him working with System of a Down. Mm-hmm. You know, it seemed like he was really interested in System of a Down, so I can understand him working with them. Right. I didn't see a whole lot of the recording process with him mm-hmm. or anything like that. But it was kind of a similar situation with what we saw with Slipknot, where I watched the the making of Death Magnetic again, and I saw him on there like twice. And the shot that I remember seeing off the top of my head was him just laying on the couch with Lars standing over him talking <laughs> to him. Yeah you know
1: uh maybe maybe that's how he does his work i don't know i can't i I would love that job
0: just show up and be like that sounds all right maybe you should change that i'll be back next week same time
1: (laughs) (laughs) so what have you guys done since i've been gone that Eh. Fix that. I'll be back next week. I hope we and don't. And then the bill just keeps building and building.
0: I hope we don't make a habit of just shitting on Rick Rubin, because I'm sure like he's done a lot of great Oh, and he's, he's very, <laughs> no,
1: he's a, a very important figure in music. Yeah, I mean, for sure. We go back to Run DMC and Aerosmith. I mean, that's a whole nother.
0: But it could be really fun to shit on Rick Rubin. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, do, we'll do it from the heart.
1: Yes. <laughs> With love.
0: Well, so, yeah, so we got Death Magnetic. How do you feel about this album, Paul?
1: So what I thought, I, I, I'm not a fan of St. Anger. I, lis, I listen to it here and there. I know how we differ on that. So Death Magnetic, there were there were good points to that album and not so. Mm-hmm. Production, terrible again. The uh, they, I don't know what it is to be like one of the biggest bands in the world and you can't find the right engineers to mix your stuff. Uh, it really bothers me.
0: I wonder if they have <laughs> the problem of like, like they the, have so much money to throw at it yeah. but they're like we need it to be raw. you know we need to connect oh, with yeah because the common folk. death magnetic <laughs> you,
1: i mean either if you put it you know in your you know in your surround system or you're listening it you know with you know noise canceling headphones whatever it is i mean you can hear the differences between tracks and there's stuff where certain drums sound louder than others but overall because of where they were at you know they wanted to do something new with saint anger um And then the fans weren't really thrilled about it. Right. You know, going back to they cut their hair. They weren't a fan of that. They're like, where are the solos at? They weren't a fan of that either. They were trying to do what they needed to do. Yeah. Um, So as far as the album itself, there are definitely a couple good songs. There's, you know, it's a step in the right direction. I mean, I still listen to it time to time. I don't listen to much anger, but it was a step in the right direction. Yeah.
0: I'll show you some quick footage of them throwing some riffs around for that album. We'll be right back. You guys are playing great. So we saw that there was some uh some promising riffs for sure on Death Magnetic. Mm-hmm. I just think that a lot of it uh, I just think it was still a growing process from having to uh reconvene as a band from St. Anger
1: they probably felt like they had to almost like redo, just retrace their steps and right, yeah. see what way they need to do it other than before. They were like more they They were going
0: for more of a like um, collective, you know, getting their roots back, sure. so to speak. That's, I know that's, that's one of I've, those.
1: That's what it felt like.
0: Yeah. That's what kind of one of those things you just say, but I mean, it really felt like that was what they were going for. You know, um, I think there was a lot of that kind of uh, just kind of, Talking, talking your lyrics out instead of singing them parts. True. That kind of, kind of hung around from Saint Anger a little bit. <laughs> you know, I wasn't too big of a fan of that. And Kirk solos, bro, I wasn't a huge fan of them on this album. Uh, there obviously, well, there were some good parts, but sure. you know, but uh, yeah, it just didn't feel like the same. <laughs> Death Magnetic definitely didn't stick out to me. That's for sure. Uh, it was one of those things that Metallica put out an album. I listened to it, and I was like, cool. And then I kind of just stuck a bin in it and didn't really bother with that.
1: <laughs> it's not that I don't like this album. I just don't listen to it much. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah. <laughs> so on that gloomy note. <laughs> not, not, gloomy. not gloomy at all, man. No, it was good. No, I, I honestly just think that you know, again, to my point with, like, St. Angry, I mean, you're surrounded by yes-men. That's, that's what
1: I think the problem was. There was just, I think, going in that, nobody had the cojones to say, eh, maybe you don't want to do that, or yeah, with fear of being fired. Like, what, you don't like it?
0: Well, I, it's just one of those things. I mean, it's kind of one that you just want to let Mataka do what Mataka does kind of thing. But, I mean, when you pay somebody to come in and you know, produce an album. You have to, it's just like in any work environment. If you're working for a boss or a supervisor and they just don't want to hear your side of things, even though you're the one doing the work, you're doing the environment work of that stuff. You know, how are you going to get like, we'll say in my instance, warehouse, if you have office people making the decisions for the people who are actually working the warehouse duties, you know, That runs into a lot of problems because there's a different mindset from things, you know, and they may not be as familiar with it. But you need that ebb and flow. You need you don't need to be a yes man to everything. You have to have somewhat of a uh, I want to say like not too overly confrontational, but you need to be able to, you know, back and forth with your ideas. You know, to meet that goal of what you're wanting to do. Because if you're just constantly saying yes to it, I mean, eventually you'll get to what you want, but you're going to have to have a lot of failures in the process. Right. So, and I I think that's ultimately what it kind of came down to.
1: And that's a good point. I mean, I agree. Yeah. You know, so...
0: After uh, the release of *Death Magnetic*, the band actually uh, ended up getting inducted to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yes, and
1: uh, you got a nice little story about this. Um, well, I mean, I, w- I watched it. <laughs> no, uh, I mean, there was. Kind of... I know
0: you really wanted to go to. No, I yeah,
1: I. I thought there was a little something to that. I mean, it's not much. I really tried to go to this. Um, most of the concerts, most of the Rock Hall, you know, concerts were in New York. Yeah, the performances, right. but they this one was in Cleveland, and it was an incredible show. I was watching it on TV, but uh yeah, I tried getting tickets for that. It was just insane. It was thousands of bucks, and I'm like, I'm broke. I don't have money for this, but...
0: Yeah, for the record, uh, I'm not a Cleveland native. Obviously, I've, I was transplanted from another state, but... Transplanted. That was probably the wrong use of the word. I do that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, transplanted. I mean... I didn't think much of the rock hall or anything but I you know, I've been here 5 years. I went a couple of times and I will tell you this if you have not been to Cleveland and been to the rock hall and you're a big fan of music I would Please suggest you go.
1: So cool. It's really awesome. Yeah.
0: I mean they even have it now to where you can actually like record like a little demo. Uh-huh. <laughs> Which I would have been there. Yeah, I haven't I haven't got to that point yet but I think that'd be really interesting just jam on random instruments. But it's really cool, but that's enough of uh, Cleveland. Uh, Cleveland banter, right? <laughs> no, the show was
1: absolutely amazing. I mean, they you know they had introductions. They had current, well, current band members. They had past band members come on. Yeah, they had Cliff Burton's father come on. I mean, they had everybody who who helped them get to where they were were mm-hmm. there. Right, and they played a couple songs. They played Master Puppets. They played Enter Sandman. Then they had kind of like a group trio, mm-hmm. a bunch of people come on. Played uh, train keep on rolling. Awesome I thought song. it was really cool to see Dave Mustaine and so cool, and as well as just kind of bury up there <laughs> to bury the hatch. And it's like everyone's there on stage, and I was like, how right. awesome is this? Yeah, you know, we can't do like this little history of Metallica
0: without bringing up the Big Four tours. Yes, I mean that was awesome. You had what Anthrax,
1: Slayer, Slayer, Megadeth, Megadeth Metallica—all the, the original four. I mean, we
0: talk about a concert bill. <laughs>
1: I wanted to go, but... Yeah. But, but yeah, it was absolutely awesome, and, and, you know, they had a lot of different acts on there, and they all paid a lot of respect. It was just... it was a, yeah. It was a cool night. It was a cool night for music. It was a cool night for heavy metal. I mean, you know, still at this point, there's some bands that aren't in, some bands that are. Right. You know, then they'll debate that from time to time, but that cemented them being one of the biggest, and they are, biggest, you know, musical acts in the world. Yeah,
0: 100% deserve it. I mean... 100%. They are by far the biggest metal band even now, I
1: mean, yeah, Slipknot's maybe coming up. Of, maybe outside of Black Sabbath. But. <laughs> slipknot's coming up, but
0: I still think they got quite a bit of road to go. One alone. day. Maybe one day. Yeah. So they take another break. Eight, after, <laughs> eight year break. Yeah, basically. <laughs> but in that time, they did pull off an astonishing feat where uh, yeah, a they ended up playing a show that they called uh, Freeze Them All, where Which they played
1: was, on. Yeah, tell them about this. Because this Antarctica. is really freaking sweet.
0: <laughs> they play in all continents in the same year and becoming the first band to do so. I think that was really cool. And you were telling me that when they played that concert, yeah. that they didn't use amps. How crazy. I mean, I would love to have been there yeah. and just heard.
1: Well, I've seen, I've seen the, I've seen the they're concert. Just drumming it's drumming like, on it's strings, like, and it's like, they're like in this, like thunder Thunderdome. And it's like, yeah. you know, and there's, and there's a whole crowd of people around them. It's like, and then we're reading, it's like they, you know, they had earbuds to listen to what was going on. Like, mm-hmm. that is so damn cool. Yeah, I'll
0: have that little clip right around here. Yeah. Just so you can see the just. Dome, to see it was just freaking awesome. I'm sure if you were there and you didn't have the headphones in to hear everything, you would just hear fucking Lars just banging the shit out yeah. of the drums, and that's all you'd probably be able to hear at that point. Just
1: imagine somebody hitting a trash can.
0: It wasn't that bad. He wasn't using the St. Uh, anchor snares. <laughs> so. I'm kidding, no, it wasn't. No. But uh, I, I just thought that was pretty cool. Absolutely. I just threw that in there. But now we get to Hardwired.
1: Yes. Yes, we do.
0: And I just want to say. back, baby. They're back. I want to say that this was probably the best album cover that they put out. And I watched, and I'll show the little clip as I'm talking about it, but how they put it all together and made that. It was genius. Mm-hmm. I thought it was so cool. And the end result just blew me away
1: i don't want to burst your bubble but i'm going to tell you this right now i think there was someone else that had that idea really kind of a little bit took their uh, approach to it really i'll have to show it to you afterwards okay what <laughs>
0: we'll, we'll, we'll put that here <laughs> um, there is a picture right i, I believe so right. yes i'll put it here so you get what i'm talking i don't even know what it is right now but <laughs> it's, it's i'm definitely right. interested to yeah see yeah. That yeah for sure but i i'm cool that it was it was awesome to see that they documented that making of the album cover. I'm I'm glad they didn't do that part. Whenever they were using deer semen for an album cover, because that would have been awkward. I'm Lo- sure load. I'm sure Peter would have got involved. Load and reload.
1: <laughs> Let's see how we're gonna make this. <laughs> how can we top this one next?
0: Let me go out back and find me a nice little deer. We can get around here. All we gotta do is uh, rub its belly a couple times and give it a little Bambi. tickle behind the ear. Bambi. We'll get you semen for you. Don't Uh, you worry. Talk about a load.
1: (laughs) A deer load. (laughs) Dear God. All right. (laughs)
0: So So
1: hardwired, hardwired, hardwired. Oh, my goodness. Here's my nice
0: little analogy I'm going to put for this that I mentioned earlier. But I feel like. With St. Anger, Metallica basically hit the reset button with the band because I feel like the Metallica from St. Anger onto Hardwire is a completely new band. And I say that not as actual new band, but I feel like with the more garage approach from St. Anger, I feel like the band literally kind of went from, let's start over, I know they didn't Do this intentionally, but this is the way it comes across As a new band That kind of throws songs together Like a garage band would Mm -hmm. And then you go on to Death Magnetic A little more polished A little more distinguished A little more more stuff added to it And then With most bands I find By the time you hit your third album You're in your prime And this is Metallica (laughs) Doing it
1: Again, the, the, on their second the, half of their 40 their tenth album, yeah, on yeah. studio, and then we're, uh, yeah, we're reinventing. And the they wheel. knocked Hardwire,
0: I mean, they knocked that out of the park. I keep calling it Hardwire, it's Hardwired to, to Self Destruct, was the name of the album, but I'll refer to it as Hardwire. Forgive me, but I mean, they just
1: Balls to the wall Dude, on this, this album, man. man. I, I told you, I I put it on if I want. I'll go one to to the end. Yeah. But yeah. there's still a couple that I'm in between. But absolutely. It has... I was so excited.
0: It has the roots <laughs> of the band. Not just the roots, though. The roots have grown. They have... Right. They're fully embedded in the band, mm-hmm. and they've made it...
1: It's theirs. Ten times. Tenfold. It's theirs, and you can right. see... That's sorry. You could hear while you've listened to it, you can kind of hear a little something from each album. Right. Each song almost has you know, some songs sound like they'd be in Unjustice for All, some sound like Master of Puppets, mm. some sound like load and reload. That's where I totally get some of that groove that's in there. Yeah. And and it works. It sure does. I yeah. totally felt that. That's why I, I, I was so high on this album to tell you, like, you got to listen to this. Well, I'm, I was so glossed
0: over on Death Magnetic that when they came out with another one, I wasn't, no, I wasn't you weren't excited. to rush no. into it at all. No. And then, you know, people get to talking, and I was like, start hearing this buzz about the band again, which I haven't heard a lot of. I mean, most of the times you see Metallica in any kind of headlines, it's either, you know... The band broke another record on selling right. so many albums still to this day. I mean, or the Black Album's up. been in the top hundred on the rock charts for years now. Mm-hmm. But you hear that, or you're hearing or like, they were nominated people for shitting on St. Anger constantly. Yeah. I mean, so when I started hearing buzz about, you know, the band, like you know, a lot of people were saying, you know, it sounds like they're old shit, you know. I got interested. I was like, okay, let's see what this is about. And I'm really glad I did. Cause I mean, just that opening track. Fucking fucking love that song. <laughs> it gets you going. You know oh, what I mean? Oh,
1: dude. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I must've listened to that three or four times in a row. I bought that CD the day it came out. I put, I was like, shit, whoa, this is really fast. These guys are old and it's fast. Yeah.
0: And yeah. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I don't have too much to say about, this part of the Metallica's career because honestly, Saint Anger pissed me off enough to where I was like, I was one of those people where I mean, I did get into Saint Anger, but at the same time, it was enough for me to be like, okay, I cherish what I had with this band. And I just, anytime I want to listen to Metallica, I listen to their old shit. Right. You know, that's that where most people coaching. go. Of course. So it wasn't until recently that I started paying more attention to what. They released with Death Magnetic and then Hardwired, and Hardwired really got me. Is like maybe I should revisit Saint Anger Damn. and Death Magnetic. Just I'm basically to put sure. together the puzzle pieces to see mm-hmm. how they got from there yeah. to here. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's all I got to say about that.
1: <laughs> no, but I mean, I'm I'm like I said, I'm happy you heard that, and and you recognize for what it is because it is it's totally a step in the right direction. Yeah,
0: I mean, we didn't even. Rec- um, didn't mention him during the Saint Anger part uh you know James ended up going to rehab. Oh
1: god, we totally skipped over that. Yeah. yeah
0: and that was a very crucial part of Saint Anger and the you know some kind of monster. That was That's a why big... we had the
1: therapist there to try yeah. to
0: Well, I think I think he ended up going to rehab after the therapist came around. Yeah, he did. Yeah. But you know, the reason I bring that up is because now, I mean, they were about to do a string of tour dates with Slipknot which <laughs> I would have fucking killed somebody to be able to see that. And that wasn't even going to be in America. Nope. But they ended up having to cancel that because James ended up going into rehab again. And, you know, we touched on it a little bit with the whole S&M thing and he did not look great at all. Looked he terrible. looked terrible. Like the guy looked
1: tired. Just his- He looked like he needed help. Let's just say that. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, he was absolutely amazing again for a live performance mm -hmm. recording, you know, with the whole camera crew and stuff. I mean, he didn't skip a beat, but yeah, he just looked,
0: but yeah, he went, uh, right as this whole pandemic stuff started. So it was a great time to go, I guess, but you know, he came out and you know, now they're doing streams and stuff. I touched on it earlier. He looks great. The whole band looks great to be honest. I mean. Guys are really taking good care of themselves. And
1: if they want to continue on, because you know how this is. I mean, it's, it's, oh, I can't. Physical. I mean, to play that music night after night, practicing, I mean, it takes a toll.
0: The thing that's beautiful for me is the fact that this band is going on 40 years of a career and. I'm getting excited about rumors that they're working on
1: another record. I know. And I read that a couple weeks ago. It was giddy. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) I
0: haven't felt that way with Metallica in a long time. Like I didn't feel that way when San Anger was being recorded. Mm -hmm. No, no. I just, Metallica wasn't even in my mind. I don't know if it's because they had taken so much time off or I was just that much into other things, but like, I have not been excited about them recording a new album. And I'm after hardwired. I'm fucking I got chubbed right now, man. <laughs> well, yeah. will take a quick little break, and we'll be back with our pecking order.
1: Hey, it's Lars from Metallic here. I'm about to stick 50 grand up your ass. <laughs> One dollar at a time. All right, we're back, folks. Back, back again. All
0: right, pecker, let's get into that picking. The
1: pecking order. All right, do you want to go first? Sure, if you'd like. Number five Broken Beat And Scarred Okay Off of Death Magnetic Raw ass track It's kind of a, Just It's not a really Musical song mm-hmm. But I mean It's its a song about you, He'll put it as Battle wounds Scars Show your scars off Yeah I mean it's just Raw It's pretty, pretty Pretty track, too. Yeah. Yeah. okay. What do we got for five Ronnie boy
0: I have The day that never came um, it's a beautiful song.
1: I agree.
0: I just, uh, it reminded me a lot of uh, like we were saying, like a reflection of the older songs and stuff. And it just mm-hmm. reminded me of those days, but it also at the same time it's their new spin on things. Right. So it was definitely one of the songs that got
1: me excited. That was one of the better tracks on the album. Yeah. It got a lot of play, videos. I mean, it was.
0: Yeah, and like I said, I wasn't a huge fan of the album as a whole. Me too. Death Magnetic. And, but, I mean, that was one of those songs that would be like, okay, guys, let's see what you're doing here. Mm-hmm. I like
1: it. Teasing me with that nice little melody in the beginning. Right. Building it up. Yeah. I love that. Then I told you when I went to see them, I think it was my third show, mm-hmm. they were playing that song. Yeah. And the, worse in like middle, like <laughs> middle section. <laughs> And, uh, half the PA goes. and half the PA just goes out, but I won't, I won't take up much of our time on that, but the PA goes <laughs> out and you could just hear half the crowd just screaming, they're pissed as shit. And then he like notices it. James is like, oh, well, uh, we have a little difficulties. Someone has to climb a fucking coffin <laughs> and go up into the top risers of the arena on a tightrope and fix the damn shit.
0: We should put it in a little clip of uh, I I f- James' frustration.
1: I, I, you know what? I'll, maybe I'll try to find it. I taped it, but I don't know if I yeah. can. I'll try to find it. But anyway, so that that was kind of interesting how that happened. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, so number four. Um, this is off Hardwire. This is uh, Here Comes Revenge. Mm. I like this song because honestly, if I'm in a pissed off mood or thinking some things, about, it, no, no, no sometimes I want to inflict the revenge <laughs> video is really really crazy yeah. They and now on on Hardwire all their songs they made a video for every song yeah it's more like an animated type yeah of comic so some are like kind of extreme with you know uh, you know either cartoons or drawings or things like that but, yeah. but uh, that was really cool just because that angle it's just it's a it's a heavy song but I just I really enjoy it <laughs> who no
0: who would be, right? My number four yeah. is uh, Moth Into Flames. And uh, you informed me of something I had no idea mm-hmm. about, that the song was about Amy Williams.
1: Yeah.
0: I thought that was very interesting.
1: Because um, the take was kind of like, at least the moth being drawn into a flame, mm-hmm. is like, they picture like her career on how she was... Self-destructive. Yeah. How she, you know, led to this angle. I mean, it's a great song. Yeah. Hell, even the Grammys screwed this one up. But a couple of years ago, Lady Gaga actually came out on the Grammys and performed that with Metallica. Yeah. And James's microphone went out. Yeah. Threw his guitar against the wall, jokingly. <laughs> Maybe not. But the rehearsals, they got everything right. But she, she performed that song with them, and yeah. she was a big fan of them. That's the first time I kind of found out about that. But. Yeah. yeah, totally about Amy One House. Great song. Was
0: that what led you into becoming a huge lady fan? I you? will
1: be honest, yeah. Yeah. Thought so. Well, really Tony Bennett stuff with her was what I really liked. Okay, yeah. I get that. Yeah, now he's gonna not make fun <laughs> of me now. Because then <laughs> if we go that route, then we gotta go to Blue Eyes. But no,
0: I'm not making fun of you at all. You no, know, I'm no. not
1: kidding. But yeah, yeah, pretty much. I like it. Yeah. Cool.
0: I just like the dynamics of the song, really. Yeah. Yeah. It's the musician in me, I guess. I agree with
1: that. All right, what'd you get at number three? So number, th- so number three is off of uh, Death Magnetic. This is the last song. It's called My Apocalypse. Mm. And so that song for that album kind of made me feel like, okay, this is kind of the precursor to what will come next. Just being that these songs are a little bit different, but with that one, it was kind of more to like the edge of thrash. Sorry, I'm not picking the camera
0: that. Did it? It's all right, we still got this one. Oh, that's okay.
1: But that was just kind of how, kind of how it looked about. Yeah, you
0: know. Um, hey, actually, while I'm doing my number three, would you mind turning the camera off, turning it back on? Oh yeah. Record. Oh
1: yeah.
0: Yes. Yeah, so, I'd say my number three is hardwired, and it goes just back to when I found out that Metallica had a new album, and there was the buzz getting generated about the band, and I was totally just ready to go at it, you know what I mean? It's not coming on. Turn it off. There's a little switch by your... There you go. Flip the screen up. There we go. Hit that uh, red button. There we go. Hey, hey. Please donate to us. We need new gear. Buy us some merch. Come on, buy it a merch. Buy us some
1: merch. merch.
0: We'll actually roll some merch uh, <laughs> stuff at the end of this. Yes, we have merch. Some good shit. It is pretty cool. It's it awesome. Like it. But so, what were you saying? I'll start it. Hardwired <laughs> is my number three. <laughs> we are totally authentic on this, folks. Yes. Uh, Hard Um, I was just really excited about the new album because of the buzz being generated, as I mentioned, and uh,
1: just the start of it. Did you see the music video for that song? I Yeah, I just... The freaking camera. That was so cool. I mean, it reminded me a little bit of, like, Enter Sandman a little bit, but, yeah. like, what they did, but, oh, I was just stoked.
0: Yeah, I, <laughs> just the riff with the snare at the yep. beginning of that. I mean... I got really jet fucking. Can't. All right, we're just gonna have to go with the GoPro in this one. GoPro, this going, GoPro. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the music speaks for itself. Um, how about the song. lyrics in the song? <laughs> what
1: lyrics? Because <laughs> <laughs> James doesn't know how to pen anything. does he?
0: I'm just saying, it's like we're just...
1: hardwired to self destruct. I mean, that's where we are in the world right now. We are mm-hmm. all being tested. Yeah, every one of us. I know. But we just don't want to self-destruct
0: yeah for uh for, lack of for the for the sake of dating this uh this is uh we still don't know who the president is nope. <laughs> this is the week after the lake well no this is the week of the election it's yeah. Like friday yeah after
1: uh, yeah first time in my life we we're gonna have a president figured out november 6th
0: yes. <laughs> but uh yeah there's a lot of weird shit going on now right just this whole year fucking sucks Ready for 21. Aside from this podcast getting started. And this this podcast podcast didn't get
1: started because of the whole thing. No. This was
0: something we'd been talking about way before. Because we're
1: big nerds. Yeah. So my number two is your number three. I love Hardwire too. Yeah. Opening riff. You know what I mean? It's just like, but that's like one of the shortest songs on the album. Yeah. And that was actually one of the last ones that they recorded. Yeah. Found that after Howard, but they put that one at the beginning. It's like, under four minutes—that's a fucking banger.
0: Yeah, I don't mean to, uh, to backtrack on this, mm-hmm. but with, with your your number uh, four, I was surprised that the My Apocalypse was the ending track because I thought that that long ass instrumental was going to be. Yeah, like that should have been the last because long. Look,
1: I mean yeah because generally
0: at, speaking most bands would
1: do that and that's how they did it too. Look at their instrumentals. Yeah, and Justice for All they got an instrumental end. In. Uh, Ride the Lightning mm-hmm. got an instrumental not at the end, but you know they. Typically did that for most of their stuff, but yeah.
0: Okay. Um what's one? I'm
1: number two. Oh, that's right. Sorry. I like to do that. I always like I get all excited and I just want to rush them. (laughs) (laughs) Proceed. Proceed. No, go go
0: faster. We'll just insert that there. Proceed. (laughs) Uh my number two is probably a shock to pretty much everybody that's gonna hear this, but invisible kid off of St. Anger. It's the first time I'd ever heard Metallica use this kind of tuning. That's probably why you I think it reflects back on like what they were trying to do with St. Angers. I think they were trying to keep up with the Joneses so to speak with the modern metal tones and stuff like that. But I looked it up and
1: uh we played that drop A flat. Well you're right, because all the bands that you kind of really idolized were they drop tuned. Yeah, I mean. Corn dropped in.
0: I Corn mean, was like the heaviest tuning I had got to at that point, I right. think, because they were playing, you know, a whole step down from standard B, which was standard A. Seven
1: stream, right, and most of Metallica's stuff was in standard on their when they're live, they're right. I they're, think that uh, was step down.
0: That was the biggest uh, the shift, I guess, tonally with Metallica. Was I was not expecting that. And I know with like Frantic and Insane Anger, most sure. of the songs of on that whole album were from Drop
1: C, yeah, but, but the whole hardwire is all in standard,
0: yeah, <laughs> the whole thing. But I mean, I'll show little clips and stuff here and there, I don't know how much I can get away with, but yeah, yeah. you can. There's some rip-off type stuff. I mean, maybe not rip-off, but so much they are trying to m- imitate bands that are current at that time. Like, there's stuff that sounds System of a Downy. There's definitely uh, some riffs that remind me of Corn. you know? Maybe just the new metal genre in, in general. Uh, yeah. But, um, yeah... But Invisible Kid just kind of caught me off guard. I don't like the way it's mixed. I don't like the way how the song is put together, per se. But
1: <laughs> he likes the title. He likes the tuning. I don't
0: give. A, I don't care about it. I don't even care about hearing the lyrics of this song. Just the music in general. Like I thought it had a really good vibe to it. I think it had a lot of potential. And All if I can manage to potential. do it, I would love to make my own version of that. Maybe my interpretation of that song. Maybe I can get away with doing that. I don't know. If you want to hear that, let me know. But uh, yeah, that was my number two.
1: Invisible Kid. All, All right. right,
0: I'll have here.
1: Okay, go, f- go figure. Hey, we we said like, you like what you like.
0: I am a unique, special boy. So okay. am I, special <laughs> boy.
1: Mama always told me I'm special. Yeah, you
0: are. All right, what do you got for your number one? Number one
1: is off of uh, Hardwired. It's uh, Spit Out the Bone.
0: That's my number one, too. This is the best. (laughs) (laughs) I love how we do this. We don't share what we've got here. and There's been several instances where we've done this. I like
1: it. This song is the best song that they've had since anything off Black. Hands down. I listened to this at least... maybe once or twice a week something like that I can't get enough of it I always listen to it I love it I love most of it The song is just disembodies everything they do yeah. they got everything in it and if and you feel like this is like you feel like this is them from the 80s uh,
0: I would say uh, that it is a great alarm to have on your phone especially when you do what I do and get up at 4 o'clock in the morning
1: I had that on my alarm too at 5.30 <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's so funny. I have several different songs for different times to get up because I'm not going to lie. Some days I don't want to get up before. Who wants to? So I have a 4 o'clock alarm, a 4.05 alarm, a 4.30 alarm, and ultimately 5 o'clock.
1: So are all are all the timer alarms? They're it's all, all, all different. So what do you got?
0: <laughs> They're all Can different. Can you share that with us? <laughs> My 4 o'clock alarm is the Thunder Buddies song from Ted. When you hear the sound of thunder, don't you get, you know
1: thunder buddies yeah so uh okay so that's first.
0: four o'clock okay 405 it is uh shit what is my 405 spit out the bone that's what it was <laughs> Duh. I'm fucking talking about it <laughs> spit out the bone comes out and then my 430 alarm is uh this song by the lonely island okay it's uh fuck Bin laden
1: <laughs> no,
0: no, no! It's not called "fuck Bin Laden. It's called "finest girl," is what it's what? called. Yeah, the name of the song is called "finest girl," and the like. chorus of the song is "fuck Bin Laden." Oh,
1: okay. I was like, "What are we talking about?" Yeah, it's, it's
0: the course of the song. She was just to have fuck... a
1: senior moment here or something.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't just have a Biden moment. I swear. Oh. <laughs> but um. Sorry, I'm really frustrated about this whole...
1: We all are, but hey, we're we're going to do it now, too. <laughs> I just pull a be like, it's incredible. It's it's incredible. Yeah, I, yeah. You guys both suck. We we're pulling this off. You guys both Tremendous. suck. You're both liars. Whatever.
0: Okay. <laughs> Seriously, America, this is the best we can do. All right. <laughs> so, okay. So, I think we need to make a St. Anger part two and we just go ham on it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> or how about just five minutes of everyone getting to hear that snare that you love so much? That should be my alarm. I get Shit. up for sure. Just put
0: God. that put my phone on the other side of the room so I have to get up, turn it off. But anyways, um <laughs> my five o'clock one that I have to get up on is uh the song by Korn. is called Wake Up It's on issues. Yeah. yeah. Wake the I love fuck that song.
1: Up. Yeah. So I just have that rotating. So that's what your <laughs> so that's what your uh your alarm playlist is. Basically. I so, did. what does your wife think? I mean, does she hear this? Is she nudging you?
0: Like, no, she can sleep through anything. Uh, she does it occasionally, but most of the time, oh, I'll, my wife will get pissed because I'm, there's, there's, there's I'm, times I'm where I'm like I, shaking her, like, turn off your alarm or
1: get up. There's times where I'll do the same thing like that, and I'll get a nudge or you know. I'll get a maybe a light punch, and I don't know about it, but she's just like, <laughs> God, she goes, How many times are you gonna let that thing go off and not hit it? I go, I don't know, I'm sleeping, anyway. <laughs> but uh. Yeah, I did have it have
0: it swapped out a little bit where um there's this song by Izzy Azalea, is, uh-huh. Iggy is Yeah, what was her name? Iggy Izzy,
1: Izzy Azalea?
0: Whoever the fuck it is. But she had that uh one song
1: uh <laughs> Fancy? Yes, I'm so fancy.
0: <laughs> it annoyed the shit out of me cuz that was my wife's ringtone or her alarm to get up when I first uh I'm when we first started so fancy. living together. Yeah. <laughs> And it annoyed the shit out of me. I hate that song. And that's what... I, like, if it came down to it and I really needed to get up, I'd put that on. Because I know I'd get up and shut that off. But, yeah. but
1: but that's funny, though. I mean, but at the same time, we both have the same number one. We both kind of have alarms set to different things like yeah. that. So, I mean, <laughs> it works. But, yeah. yeah, hands down, that's... I mean, I'm excited for the future for them. Obviously, what's going on now is yeah, obviously sure. a concern. But... If anything, this is the best time for, for people who are involved in music. It's the best way to get the creativity yeah, out. Yeah, any
0: artist right now.
1: And a lot of people's music that has dropped within the last three months, in my opinion, four months. I mean, mm-hmm. I've listened to a lot of different stuff yeah. all over the place. And people are bringing it. Yeah. And that's what music does. I mean, it touches people's lives. And it's like when when things like that happen, they can reach back and, and make something really good.
0: Oh, for real. So, yeah, completely
1: agree with that. So I'm definitely looking forward to the future. Hopefully... Other than maybe no more future drive in shows. You yeah. Know, hopefully we can actually go and uh God, I hope take I get you, to see take you one there. time. Hopefully my maybe my last time will be, you know, us going if we get that opportunity.
0: Well, hopefully it's sure. not the last, that's for sure.
1: I hope not. I mean, I hope it's not either, but again. I know. Fucking four times already. I just wanna say, you know, because of the Rolling Stones can play so long. Yeah. Maybe they will, but then they're gonna have to they're gonna have to tailor to what they can and can't play. Right. Or if they just keep working out like they do, I mean.
0: Yeah, I don't see, um I don't know how long Lars is going to be able to keep up. <laughs> but anyways, we hope you enjoyed our little Metallica bit. I yeah. know it wasn't completely full on dive, but we're just trying to.
1: uh We want to be a little more entertaining with this. I mean, there's some yeah. people that are going to really enjoy a lot of this stuff when it comes like what we've discussed about them. But then we don't want to bore everyone. Right.
0: But and there went our GoPro. So <laughs> I see.
1: Let's wrap it up, Paul. All right, let's wrap it up, Paul. How
0: about you send us out since uh, you're the only one that can be seen right now?
1: <laughs> Thanks for watching. Please uh, vote for us. Uh, again, we need uh, a thousand views or likes, and then I'll go to Mansfield. So uh, yeah, he
0: didn't mean vote.
1: <laughs> the gray toes and all. Oh, man. Shut up, Ron. Nah, so we check appreciate us out. you checking us out. Hopefully, you will watch the second part.
0: Yep, thunderrooster. Uh, we'll put merch up. Check out our merch. Check the merch. Obviously, we need some different equipment to keep functioning properly. <laughs> but thanks for checking us out. Yeah. We hope you come back for next week's conspiracy podcast, yeah. where we are going to talk about uh, what we deemed the twenty seven Club
1: Sounds good.
0: be interesting.
1: Nice. We'll All right, guys. Tonight,
0: thanks for uh, hey checking us out. We'll see you next week.
1: Peace. <laughs>